0: all good things must come to an end but in christ there are always new beginnings i'm charles morris this is the great stories podcast and today i'm excited to introduce you to the new president and speaker of haven ministries david Wollen. it's been almost 25 years now since i came to the ministry and time has sure flown by i think i'm ready to be emeritus But even though David will eventually be on the air all the time, for a little season, we're recording our radio program together. And you'll hear him more and more in the future on this podcast. But before we meet David Woolen, I want to tell you about our brand new book that we just put out called Christ and All the Scriptures, reading and praying through the Bible in a year. This book includes a reading schedule to help you finish reading all God's Word in a single year, but we also put in an introduction to every one of the 66 books of the Bible showing how all the scriptures point to Christ. You can go ahead and get started even before you get the book. They're on our website. We've put up the first several days of readings at haventoday.org, and that's where you can make your first gift of a new year, haventoday.org, or call us at 865 65 haven 865 Haven. And remember, without the gifts of podcast listeners like you, we wouldn't be able to put together this programming, not to mention the many other resources of ministry we have. So, starting this new year, I just want to say thank you to everyone who gives to make this All About Jesus ministry possible. And now let's go ahead and let's meet up with our new speaker. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and welcome to a series this week with a new voice called Keeping It All About Jesus. Stay with me to find out what I mean. I've anchored my soul in the haven
1: of rest.
0: Ahoy there, shipmate. Eight bells and all's well. First Mate Bob and the crew of the good ship Grace. This is the Haven of Rest broadcast. I'm your host, Paul Evans. From time to time in history, God has sent widespread renewal, and whenever and wherever that has happened, there has been a return to the Bible as God's Word. I'm your host, Ray Ortland. Great is Thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is. No with thee. Well, a lot of people that grew up listening to the Haven of Rest, or later Haven, or then Haven Today, as we call ourselves today, will recognize that. That's what we sounded like for the first few decades. Those are the voices of our first three Haven speakers, First Mate Bob, Paul Myers, Paul Evans, and Ray Ortland. It was Y2K, the year 2000. When i became the fourth speaker of this ministry that turns 90 in just a couple of months there's a lot of stats but it's a lot of history founded in the great depression before tv through the second war and a lot of history after that like 9 11. today is a new page in our history and i want to welcome with me our fifth speaker david wolan or might i say welcome
1: back to Haven Today. Thanks a lot, Charles. Yeah, that's right. I've been in this chair a few times, but this is this is in a new way today. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, David, stick around. And
0: shortly, I want people to get to know you more as I go emeritus and you become the new president of the oldest continuous daily Christian radio program still on the air. That has a ring to it, I think. And when I moved to California from Colorado in 1999, the Haven of Rest Quartet was singing a version of Galatians 2.20. And since we're talking a little bit about history as well as going forward today, here's what that sounded like then.
1: I have been crucified with Christ And I no longer live But Christ lives in me I have been crucified lives in
0: David of Rest Quartet and their version 25 years ago of Galatians 2.20. David, we chose that song, Galatians 2.20,
1: for one reason, and I'm setting you up. (laughs) Why did we do that? Charles, it's definitely one of my favorite Bible verses. And over the past few weeks of getting ramped up for this big announcement, we've had different people helping us, and someone along the way said, David, what's your life verse? And I thought about that for a minute and thought I've never had to answer that question before. I don't know if I have one. Really, I, I, my favorite verse is whatever verse I'm reading and God's speaking to me through, but <laughs> there's something about Galatians 2.20. This pivotal verse in the New Testament is one of the most profound verses, I think, in all of Scripture for what it means to be justified by faith, to live out what it means to be united to Christ. mm That's what we do
0: every day on the program. David, as I mentioned when we went on the air, Haven Ministries is the oldest continuous daily Christian radio program still on the air. Hmm. It's kind of even hard to imagine how deep and how
1: rich that history is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And because I've been part of this ministry in other capacities for so long, Charles, that's a familiar history to me. It's it's a heritage and it's a legacy that we really value. And going throughout all of these different decades, you know, starting in the 30s, but then in the 40s, Uh, We've got pictures on the wall here in our conference room of First Mate Bob uh, in the Pacific Theater of World War II ministering to soldiers, and then, you know, on through the decades, and then Ray Ortland Sr. preceding you, and then you took over for him, what was it, Charles, about 25 years ago, I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm just starting
0: and just ending, uh, 25 <laughs> years, I guess, and uh, all of those prior speakers are still with the Lord, and I still plan to be around Haven for a little while longer, <laughs> just helping out, being in my role as emeritus, as they say. But um, you know, we we should talk a little bit about you. You came back to Haven Ministries, having gone to a ministry. That
1: Haven founded uh, right at the end of World War II, and just to backtrack, maybe a little bit farther before that, I came to Haven in 2005 as your assistant, and I was fresh out of college. And there, there was a wonderful season, more than more than a decade of having uh, a great run with with you and with Haven. And I felt the Lord calling me out for, in some ways, reasons I couldn't even fully put into words. But there's a there's a sense. You know what it's like when the Lord's just leading you and everything seems to be pointing towards something. And for me, it led me on a path that took me to the Far East Broadcasting Company, or FEBC, uh, as the ministry is is known and calls itself, which is uh, an international broadcast evangelism ministry and what a fun place to be connected really to haven back in its founding in 1945 and you're right the haven of rest went on the air to raise the first funds for bob bowman who went on with another man to found that ministry to begin taking christ to asia china initially but now 50 countries well, and of course, you and I traveled together to China.
0: We put the program, our program, back on the air into China on shortwave. And I'll never forget when you and I did a few dangerous things like uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, not not going to the Philippines. That was the easy part of the trip where <laughs> Fari's Broadcasting has such right. a reach but I remember us being followed by the secret police in China yes. when we were in mainland China. And uh, that's when we realized we better be careful when we're going out in the name of <laughs> yeah. Jesus around the world. That's right.
1: That's right. <laughs> Don't forget there there was a riot in Kuala Lumpur right before we uh, we went to China and we were stuck in the middle of that one, too. <laughs> the Lord has, has uh, rescued us from dangers more than once. Well, and and just um, tell us a little bit about your family. So Charles Marcy and I have been married this this summer. It will be our twentieth anniversary. Wow! Um, so okay. I know it's 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 uh, it's what a wonderful journey. Um, she is such a godly woman uh, who loves the Word of God. Uh, she challenges me. Uh, we we love to uh... talk about what we're learning in in scripture uh... together and it's just been such a wonderful journey uh... these past twenty years and we were uh, we were a couple five years before we ended up getting married, uh, which, which we did after we graduated from college. But, um, uh, you know, part of our story, and I'd love to get into this a little bit more sometime. This is maybe more Marcy's story than mine, but I mean, it's ours because uh, it, it took us seven years to have children. We wanted them mm-hmm. quickly, but the Lord mm-hmm. did not uh, quickly give them to us. But uh, we do have three kids now. Uh, the Lord answered that prayer. He worked in our hearts in a really special way, but uh, now we have two girls. One is 12, one's 10, and then we have a, a little boy uh, who is four years old, and so uh, we're, we're a family of five, and what, what a gift, what a joy. And in fact, I was uh, almost moved to tears coming in just thinking about how God has, has blessed uh, our family and uh, even have kids whose hearts are, are inclined and leaning toward Christ even at a young age. Wow. Um, so that's us, the Wolens. Let me just add one more thing to all of that.
0: Your wife, Marcy, she makes the best apple pie I've ever eaten. Even better than her own mom's apple pie. That's Marcy's apple pie. And uh, I can't tell anybody how often I've had a slice of apple pie at your house,
1: so... Anyway, well, well, hopefully Marcy's mom didn't hear that. Oh, no, we better not tell Nan that. Well, David Wolin,
0: do you mind sharing with us how Christ Jesus became real
1: in your life? Hmm. Well, Charles, I came to faith and I always hesitate to say this because it, I was only four years old uh, when I remember, and it's really my first memory is sitting there on the couch talking with my parents. I had heard the gospel in Sunday school and I just believed 100%. I believed and I understood the basics of the gospel. And so it's, it's a truth. I can say that I can hardly remember a time when I was not believing in Jesus, and I, I kind of wished, you know, growing up that I had maybe a little more dramatic testimony. But looking back now, what a gift to have have loved and followed Jesus. Um, and of course, as the years rolled by, and you know, going through the. Turbulence of of high school and and a time in college of questioning is this really true, which ultimately drove me uh, to Biola University, where I got a degree in Biblical Studies because I wanted to grow deeper in my knowledge of the Word. And Charles, today, I look back with gratitude that the Lord brought me to Himself and has has kept me in His care and His keeping my whole life. <clears throat>
0: Nearly 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm giving it away that you're in your early 40s now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me just throw you this question. It's something I ask just about everybody that I do an interview with on the program and have the last 24 plus, almost 25 years. David, what does Jesus mean to you?
1: I think people would like to hear. <laughs> what a question. We don't have enough time for a good answer, Charles, but I will say... He's everything. Uh, he's, he's the creator of the universe. He's savior. He's friend. He's Lord. Uh, I think of Acts 17 when Paul tells the philosophers uh, there on Mars Hill that in him we live and move and have our being. And every year that goes by, Jesus just gets bigger mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. bigger. You know, sort of like in, the, in the, the stories, the Narnia stories with Aslan, I think it was Lucy who said, Aslan just gets bigger and bigger every time I see him. Well, that's, I think, the effect that we experience as we grow in Christ and in his word, and he just looms larger and larger and gets closer and closer. So Charles, it's, it's, it's correct what we say. It's all about Jesus. And I'm looking forward to the future because I know that doesn't stop. Jesus just keeps getting bigger and bigger the more Me we tell them. Wow. Good. Thank you very much.
0: And there's this history. Uh, we heard a little bit of that earlier. I've anchored my soul in mm-hmm. the haven of rest. This idea that shows up in the Bible of the storms of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of been part of our history through these many decades of, of pointing people to where they can find their rest, and that rest is found only in Jesus Christ. And that's what we're still doing today, of course, as well.
1: You know, Charles, I'm thinking back to when the ministry started in 1934, and almost 90 years now, taking us into 2024. So much has changed. Technology is so, so different, although we still are on the radio. And yet I, I look back at what the world was like in 1934. And if you put yourself in that history, the tumultuous history of that moment, you're, you're still in the Great Depression. And the, the, the First World War is is still very much present. Um, and and the, the Second World War is looming and the, the globe, the entire globe is in this multinational conflict. And there's all this stress and chaos that people are feeling at every level. Sounds a lot like today, doesn't it? It certainly does. And we feel that storm. We're crying out. Our souls are crying out, Lord Jesus, will you calm the seas around me? Will you calm the seas in my own life? Haven today still needs to be on the air. And, you know, when I first came, we
0: were distributing the program by CD to radio stations everywhere. Hmm. Uh it started out going out on very large vinyl records. Those packages must have been really large. We're not talking a 45 or a 78. We're talking big, big vinyl albums that were sent out. And but something happened that changed us. My predecessor Ray Ortland, I love to tell this story. Mm. He dropped the rest part in the name saying we're getting too many calls thinking we're a rest home or we're a crematorium, so we're not going to be Haven of Rest anymore. We're just going to call ourselves Haven. But then we changed the name again on 9-11 because just months before 9-11, we started distributing the program by satellite. And instead of having to send the program out and it would arrive days or weeks later to radio stations really around the world, not just the United States and Canada, uh, we could actually do it in real time. So within two hours of the second plane hitting the second tower of the World Trade Center, we actually had a replacement program up on the air. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we decided to add a word to our name, and that's when we became Haven Today. Mm -hmm. And um, we've continued that, where we, as Billy Graham would talk about, I hold the New York Times in one hand, and I hold the Bible in the other hand. Well, we look at what's going on in our world today, but we don't linger there, Mm -hmm. because what's going on is never any good, other than the fact that Christ is still at work. He's still on the move. And I guess with that in mind, maybe what we should do, though, is talk about this idea that we share. We open the program again with it today, telling the great story. It's all about Jesus. Looking at all the Bible through, uh, as a friend of mine coined, the Jesus lens. And we use that often Mm -hmm. on the air. Uh, David, let me just ask you to share with everybody listening today. Would you just share how you first discovered that Christ is made known in all of Scripture?
1: Mm. Well, I don't think I'm going to point to any one thing. I'm going to point to several, Charles, and I would be doing a disservice to you if I didn't probably just say that coming to Haven was the beginning for me. I I mean, I've been a Christian since I was a child, and I've always loved the Word of God, and I've, I've loved every opportunity I've had to, to grow. I've, I even went to college to get a biblical studies degree. And yet it wasn't until I came to Haven that I began to see something that I hadn't seen before. And I was hearing you say, I mean, even back then, Charles, it was 2005. And at that time you had begun using the tagline, which has stuck with the program ever since telling the great story. It's all about Jesus. And I found myself thinking, well, yes, but like, is that really true from, from every page mm. of scripture? Does, am I really mm. supposed to be seeing Jesus? And how do I square that with, you know, Old Testament theology and all these ways, especially often in academics, we're taught to study the Bible. And yet as a Christian, is that the way I'm supposed to read the Bible? And, and your insistence and just s- staying after it for me, began to open up an awareness of of the fact that the the Bible is one storyline it's one story arc uh, our producer and I were chatting about this a few moments ago and I was saying you know it's it's like a map uh, uh, like a like like a trail map that that if mm. you can find the the one fixed point you know on the horizon and and then you you can look at the, the the trail map that you're on, you know where you are. well, the whole Bible's like that now that point of reference wasn't visible in the Old Testament until Christ came, but now, knowing that Christ has come, we can go back in the Old Testament and get our bearings through Christ and see how the story is pointing to him in so many ways. And this week we're exploring that in various ways, and I'm looking forward to doing that with you on the next few programs. And I remember something that you
0: inherited
1: from your grandfather. Mm. He bequeathed it to you. I, I think you ought to just share with everybody about that. Sure. Okay, well, my grandfather's name was Leland Mo. Everyone called him Lee. And he was a lay preacher. He came to Christ in his 40s. And became a passionate evangelist and a student of God's Word and a preacher. And when he passed away, uh, he 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 left me his theological library, or much of it. And so I came home with all of these treasured books that I mean, I'm already kind of a, a book person. i love I love collecting them and reading. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but he he had one uh, on the shelf that stuck out to me. and then it I was reminded of it a few months ago when we got ready at Haven to Published this book that we've been talking about, Christ in All the Scriptures. In fact, sitting right here in front of me, it's too bad this is a radio program because I'd I'd hold these both up so you can see mm-hmm. them. Uh, but I've got Christ in All the Scriptures by A.M. Hodgkin. This is a 114-year-old book that I'm holding in my hands, uh, and it was published oh, what 1909. And oh, this is precious, Charles, just precious. Can I read a few a few little? passages from
0: this? Yeah, of course. Just a little something of where he was coming from back
1: in 1909 when he first wrote that book. Sure, sure. I've, I've underlined some of these. This is in the introduction. He writes, in these days, we have many books about the Bible, but very little of searching the scriptures themselves. A careful study of what Jesus himself says about the Old Testament scriptures asking for the light of the Holy spirit upon the pages would well repay the Bible student. And we flip forward to to the next bit here. He says Mm -hmm. truly the key, not only of life and death, but the key to the scriptures is laid upon his shoulder. And he still unlocks the meaning of the book to those who are humble enough for him to unlock Mm -hmm. the understanding of their hearts. And of course he's talking about Mm -hmm. Jesus being the key to understanding both the Old and the New Testaments. You're making me wish when I
0: did Luke 24 on two days last week, I would have quoted Hodgkin. I quoted some others, but I should have quoted Hodgkin too. Well put. We'll be able to meet him someday in heaven and thank him for his work that he gave us. Mm -hmm. But obviously, this idea of preaching Christ and finding Christ in all of Scripture, it actually goes back, you can certainly find it in the book of Acts. It's there at the beginning. It's the way the apostles taught scripture. Sometimes we ride our hobby horses, but I think it's better to go to how Jesus taught us to interpret scripture and that thread that runs all the way through, that scarlet thread, that redemptive message, that arc, as you said a moment ago, that takes us all the way through. What a way to look back on your history and someday be able to thank your
1: grandfather for giving you this book. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I hope someday someone will inherit my theological library and be blessed in the same way. Hey, maybe your son, Zach, will do that someday. So, All right, Charles, well, that, that that's me. What about you? How did you come to recognize that you can see Christ in all of scriptures? Was there a similar book or a moment in time or a passage in God's word that helped turn that lock for you? Years ago, for anybody who's listened over these past 25 years,
0: I was a secular journalist. Yes, I was one of those bad guys. I was in TV and radio news and and then later with uh, the old wire service, United Press International, a reporter and editor and then a bureau chief. But um, I'll never forget when I came back to the Lord. I was living in Orlando, Florida. The Lord had brought me back to the faith. I was a Jonah in my 20s. And uh, I went to church, and one time a man came to preach at this church on a Sunday morning, and his name was Edmund Clowney. He was the president of a seminary in Philadelphia that had come out of Princeton Seminary, and he was famous for teaching his students, and the entire faculty at his institution advocated this approach to looking for Christ through all of Scripture— And I didn't just hear him preach, but I got to know him that day and gave him a ride to the airport the next day. And uh, little did I know that years later, after I was married, had a family, got out of the secular world of being in a radio station in the middle of America, I went to that same seminary where he had been the president, and I got to study Christ and all the Scripture. And that has just been something that i've held on ever since so in a sense and he wrote books on finding christ in all the scripture many others have as well it just rings true mm-hmm. whether we talk about it on the radio uh, whether we launch a new ministry like the outreach that we've had the last few years in cuba it's like the light comes on mm-hmm. when you hear this and it's not just going to luke 24 It's going and seeing how great events uh, that we'll get to later this week, how going to people in the Old Testament, how they shadowed, how they were pointing ahead. The prophets were writing Mm -hmm. about a Messiah to come and someone who would come and bring forgiveness of sins, leading to death on a cross and then being resurrected. And then ascending and then coming back again. So whether you're in Genesis or Revelation, wherever, and I hope you will read the Bible through all the way with us this year with David and me. It's the way that you find and grow your faith and see that Christ was there even in the beginning of the word. The word in the Old Testament was pointing to the coming of the Messiah in Mm -hmm. the New Testament, and it goes back and forth. And that's something we not only can cherish, it's something that the Spirit will use, as you said, David, to empower us uh, to serve our Christ now in this life, in this very dark world in which we live. And in that, I
1: can rejoice, and I can get excited, too. Amen. What a great legacy, so many in history, um, not just these two authors that you and I have quoted, but down through the history of the church and even into the the early church and the way that the apostles preached, uh, this is the way that we're intended to read the word and to see Christ in all of scripture. Well,
0: David, we've spent a few minutes here talking about your history, my history, Haven Ministries' history. What about a song? We usually have a song at the end of the program.
1: You think of a song maybe we should share? I think we'd be remiss if it didn't come from the Haven Quartet. Here, here, yes. Uh, how about this one? It's Yesterday, Today, and Forever.
0: Yesterday, today, forever, Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to His
1: name. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to His
0: name. All
1: may change, but Jesus never.
0: They were known for singing a cappella a lot of the time. That Mm -hmm. was the haven of Rest Quartet, and Yesterday, Today, and Forever. David Wollen, thank you for choosing that. What an appropriate song uh, for a program like this for us to uh, end the program on today. Absolutely. It's one of my favorites. So just thank you for joining me, and thank you for allowing me to introduce you. We're going to be in good hands in times to come, but... I don't
1: get to go away yet, but I'll still be around a little bit longer. That's right, Charles, you're not allowed to leave yet. I'm looking forward to doing this with you for a a good season ahead. Amen, amen to that.
0: Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Great Stories with Charles Morris. So thankful I can introduce you to David Wolin, the newest speaker and president of this ministry. David's a dear friend, he's my brother in the Lord, and I look forward to seeing how the Lord will use him to lead Haven Ministries in its 90th year and beyond. Now to get your copy of the Christ in All the Scriptures book, Reading and Praying Through the Bible in a Year, please come to our website, make your gift to the ministry, and receive this helpful resource with our thanks for your gift, haventoday.org. And of course, if you want to hear more content like this, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, And if you've enjoyed this episode, help us get the word out. Leave us a great review. You can also go to haventoday.org and sign up for our weekly email and discover more episodes posted on the blog. And as always, thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris.
1: And now our songs are ended, but may their melody linger on,
0: for the story they're told is ageless. And though these singers be gone, as we set sail and stand out to sea, may they speak to your heart while we're apart of the stranger of Galilee.